What up, y'all? It's Jesse here, a.k.a. Jesse Prada, coming back at you with another episode on the Christ Convo podcast, where we inspire you to live the best way you can for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Listen, I hope this episode blesses you. Let's get into it, y'all. All right, what up, y'all? I am back with another episode on the Christ Convo, as you heard in my intro. I'm Jesse Prada, you know what I'm saying? This is who I am. And this conversation is gonna be dope because we're adding new guests. Somebody say new, the new thing, amen? He's doing a new thing. This person, you know what I'm saying? This is a good, good friend of mine. This is my sister. You guys have heard her voice before because she has been on one of my previous podcasts with just one, right? Okay, so, um. Yeah, she's been on one of them with my group friends. And so her and I are actually having a personal one-on-one conversation. And we're going to be talking about the corporate world. And I will allow her to introduce herself. Go ahead and introduce yourself, woman of God. Hey, everybody. My name is Valerie. And I am grateful to be here today to, you know, shed some light on being a Christian in corporate America. My God. What should the people of God know about you? What should they know about me? Um... I love Jesus, and I try to walk in holiness as best as I can. My um, God. And like everybody else, I'm just trying to live this fulfilled life that God has for me before we go home to glory. Before Amen. we go home to glory. You know, yeah. you know that's a churchy saying. I, I'm aware. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. You, you, you yeah. sound like you sound like you're picking some. I am. Uh-huh. I am. So, guys, for you guys that don't know, before we get into it, I just want to let y'all know, Valerie is Nigerian. Oh, yes. She's accustomed to the African culture of church. And yeah. obviously we know that African church, African-American church is different. Mm-hmm. And so that quote that she said was real, like, African-American, go, uh-huh, go home to be with glory. That's yeah. what grandma and them said. That's okay. Cause they had the spirit of God. Too. <laughs> okay. So yeah, we're going to talk about, um, being, well, the name of the podcast is Jesus and Corporate, and I feel like it's very, very important because I'm gonna be honest. Listen, regardless of us being called to ministry, if you are honestly all forms of ministry, like that doesn't have to mean the pulpit. That could be anything that God calls you to is your ministry. So, um, but let's just say if you're not a preacher or you're not a full time uh, spokesperson for the church or something like that you may have to work a job. And so the saints going to have to learn how to navigate in corporate because, listen, like, I believe in prosperity and we don't have to be broke to be in God's kingdom. We don't have to, we don't have to do that. And I think, honestly, as well, we have to learn how to navigate because the gospel is for people who don't know him. Mm, So if we don't know how to navigate in an arena where he's not exalted and where he's not, you know what I'm saying, the center of the people's hearts, how would they ever see him, you know? So, is there anything you want to say before we get into this? Um, no, I think you covered a lot in this introduction. That's a good um, stage to set for these questions. Yeah. Have. Okay. Yeah. So, first question that I have is for you, Val. What is it? How did you learn, I guess, with navigating church culture versus corporate culture? Hmm. Like, how did I... Like stay firm in my faith in doing. You could say staying firm in your faith, but also like there's differences. Mm-hmm. So when you go into the workplace, it's not like church. Uh, yeah. So how did you go about navigating that? Yeah. So I ain't going to lie. At first, um, I thought I was so like solid in being, 
you know, led by the spirit and living like, you know, my Christian life. But then corporate really challenged a lot of how unrooted I was. Like I saw myself, if not because of COVID, like I was, I didn't realize how like slowly, but subtly I was backsliding. Like I was living, if they, if my corporate folks was to see me at church, they would be like, ain't no way this the same girl because a lot of stuff I was doing, like I'm not demonizing happy hours and stuff, but the way I would behave, the way I would talk, Mm -hmm. I talked like them. I did everything like them. And it's like, I wouldn't be happy though because I had the conviction inside. Like Valerie, why did you say that? You know, you don't believe in that. Or why are you agreeing with this? You know, you don't care for that. And it was like, to the point where people, even just the way I would act around guys and stuff, I was very, um, kind of flirty and stuff and people would be like oh valerie that's work bay like that's work bay and i'd be like valerie who are you like why are you and it was just something it was just like this switch and i'm like this is not okay so it so basically it was just kind of challenging trying to navigate like my christian life in corporate because i was like man i'm weak I am too Mm. weak. I cannot do the two at the same time and still be holy you know so Thankfully, I mean, I thank God for what COVID did for me personally because uh-huh. it allowed me to, like, God used that time to remind me of who I am. Yeah. Like, I'm called to this. This is not supposed to infect me. I'm supposed to affect it. Yeah. And it was doing more infecting than I was doing affecting. That's so good, God was like, wow. girl, I'm going to take you away for some time. So. In the time that, and even now, like two and a half or so years later, I'm still working from home. But like now I'm way more rooted in my faith, whereby if I was to go back to the office, which I have over like the past couple of months, mm-hmm. I am able to stay consecrated in an unconsecrated place. That's, you know what I mean? Wow. So it's like I no longer find myself being tainted. I can people will see me at work. And they'll be like, oh, yeah. If they see me in church, I mean, they might be shocked at the level of my faith. Yeah. But, like, they won't be surprised that, oh, she's praying. Because y'all see me talk about God in the workplace. Y'all yeah. see me operate in integrity in the workplace. That's I don't real. talk crazy. That's real. In the workplace. So. That's real. Fam. Now it's not giving as much hypocritical. But that before. good, yeah. Ooh, couldn't have said that. So you would say God thing. used COVID to, like, reestablish your roots. Yes. Yeah. 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 Why do you, do you feel like. Well, I'll say this. Before you went into corporate, do you feel like you were able to see how unrooted you were? Or do you feel like corporate, like, really just, like, put the pedal to the metal with that? Corporate exposed how unrooted. I thought I was so, man, I'm telling you, like, I was on Instagram calling out this and this is wrong and that's demonic and this and that. You would have thought, like, I was so on fire for God, which I was, but I didn't realize just, you know, something came to test my fire. And I was like... Mm. I guess it was just like the appearance of fire. It wasn't Is them like a logs burn. really there though? You know, so it, it 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 tested. It definitely corporate tested and exposed like how rooted I thought I was. Wow. And it humbled me though. It mm. really humbled me because we really are not strong in our own. Yeah. I just I had that new believer zeal. I had that new believer like, yeah, I know everything and this is what it is, but then this and it, the funny thing was I didn't realize how judgmental I was because I'm like, oh wow, y'all listening to this music and y'all doing all that. I don't know what y'all problem is. Like it's not good. It's not this. But then corporate came around and they would be playing music at like the bars we go to, and I'd be mm. like, ah, nah, nah. and I'd be like, I was just living just a double life, and I it humbled me because I'm like, oh God, I need help because I actually enjoy this. 
Mm. I enjoy this and I don't think I'm supposed to, especially like if this is a people or a type of people you're calling me to impact. Help. I can't be out here like getting down with them. So I was like, I need help because step one, I like this. Yeah. And I don't think I should be equally minded with the same people that don't believe in the God that I serve. Yeah. So I feel like when it comes to admitting that you like something that you shouldn't, you are on your path to victory, fam. Mm, like, and I said this good. on my previous couple podcasts back with gossip and slander. And I had mm. to say, it was like, it felt, it made me feel really disgusting and sick. But like, mm. I had to look myself in the mirror and say, Jesse, you like talking about people. You like demeaning people mm. behind their backs. And it's fun for you. Wow. And you have to, and I had to admit that. And God took it out of me. But wow. those those real and honest, transparent moments yeah. will will help you break through. So yeah. when you say things like, God, I enjoy happy hour, yeah. not talking about you, but just mm -hmm. saying in general, God, I enjoy happy hour. I enjoy uh, behaving a certain way as I see the people in the workplace behave that way. Because then this is a question where, you know, Jesus was a leader. Right. Yeah. So if you are easily influenced by the crowd is Christ really in you? Because we can easily see, because think about it. You can't really test a tree if it's rooted in good weather. Mm. You test the roots of a tree by storms, yeah. by tornadoes. Yeah. So when trees go through strong storms, we see that they are uprooted if they don't have the ability to stand still in the midst of a storm, you know? Yeah. So now when you're in an environment where it's turbulent and people are behaving one way, the question is, will you fold? Because right. it's real easy, especially with a church like we go to. Yeah. It's real easy to to fit in like in the church context, but like when it's literally just you. Mm -hmm. Can you be the only person in the office that is saved? Yep. Let alone filled with the Holy Ghost and still operate, you know? Yeah. And so for me, as you were talking, I wanted to go into, I guess, the importance of being separated mm -hmm. like as to why because we have requirements as christians to live this way especially in the workplace but the the real honest question is why though why is it so important for us to be this way in the workplace so how do you feel specifically for you being a woman of consecration what have you seen the fruit in that like how how, how have you seen the fruit in that in regards to your workplace and the results of it um, it makes people listen to you more because they mm. realize you have a different sound. Wow. And when you separate yourself from like what's commonly stated, just a simple thing, like whenever they're like Wednesdays are usually like our hectic work days. Mm -hmm. And during like our nine thirty touch point meetings, everybody will be like, Oh yeah, I know today's going to be one of them days. I know today's going to be, I already see it's crazy. I already see is this, I already see is that. And I'll just say just a little basic thing. I'm like, it don't have to be crazy. It's only crazy if you let it be crazy. Yeah. And they'll be like, eh. I try not to um, predict what how they're going to feel, but I always feel it where it's like, they be like, hey, she go with all that encouragement. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she go with all that like positive speech and stuff. Mm -hmm. But personally, they, but when I deliver my work, though, my work speaks for me yeah. because I come from that like, that different mindset, that different approach, and whereby they were just all caught up in the negative and just thinking they knew this was going to be bad and this was going to be annoying, this was going to be terrible. Their work spoke for them, and it was low quality. Whereas, mm. like, I'm coming wow. with the faith perspective. My Listen, God. this meeting will not destroy me. This manager, this person, whosoever you are, like, 
you will not overcome me. I overcome you. And then my work shows that. So then when people like, Val, can you help me with this? Can you help me with? Yeah, but I'm going to bring you into my space and my mentality. You got to leave all that negativity at the door, door. you know? So my, yeah. So consecration, basically it just helps because it, it causes you to stand out, you know, from the, the negative narrative that's always going around. So stuff like that is really important because I love how you said, because even with situations like that, I w- I've been in situations where I've done the same thing. Mm-hmm. And in my head, when you were saying today is not going to, like people are saying today is going to be a bad day. Yeah. But in your head, you're saying, no, it's going to be a good day. But in your head, you're saying, this is the day that the Lord has made. Because I shall rejoice and, and be, be glad, glad in, in it. it. Yes, sir. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, though, the, even I feel scripture stirring my belly all the time. And yeah. I'm realizing it's it's very and you you could tell me if I'm wrong, but it seems that the prophetic is a lot more open at work than it is at the church. <laughs> and honestly, I'm not saying that we shouldn't mm-hmm. prophesy in the church, but yeah. the Bible says if you prophesy to an unbeliever, he will be brought to his knees and say, "Surely God is among you." Yes. So when you have people who never even experienced the gifts, who never experienced the Holy Ghost to the degree that yeah. we have Him. There's a stirring in that. Yeah. So just as, as you said, people won't say anything, but you will feel the spirit. Yeah. You will feel the the spiritual combat yeah. of who you are mm-hmm. um, in the atmosphere. I remember there was a time because I just recently started my job about like two to three months ago and how you said it makes people listen to you. Mm-hmm. I think another reason why it makes people listen to you is because, you know, when you open your mouth and you're getting ready to speak or slash minister they can see that there's a different standard upon you. So say back in your days where you were living double-mindedly, it's like you're doing what we're doing. So what solutions do you have? Exactly. Because you look just like us. Mm -hmm. So all in all, regardless of how, you know, carnal they are, people in the world are just like people in the church. Actions speak louder than words. So regardless of how spiritual and deep we are, if we don't have the fruit or the life to prove it, they're not going to listen. You know, um, I remember one time I actually ended up prophesying to one of my coworkers. Mm. And I remember when I spoke to her, I could sense the, and I say this with humility and it honestly wasn't me, mm-hmm. but I could sense the fear of God mm. sitting on her when I was opening my mouth because God was with me in the moment. And so I remember after the conversation where I prophesied to her, the Lord was just reminding me, you were able to do that because she saw the way that you interact with people at work. Oh, wow. So I'm the only person other than her in my office that does not curse and that does not drink. and does not talk about sexual escapades and you know just regular things that people as adults talk Mm -hmm. about and I but the thing is is before I even started work I asked the Lord to show me who in the workplace has the Holy Ghost or belongs to him Mm -hmm. and so I noticed that with her when she did not curse or when she didn't drink or whenever when she was invited to a happy hour and things of that nature she didn't respond or I could just tell that there was a certain kind of standard that she held. Mm -hmm. So I asked, I just simply asked her questions and eventually it led to me speaking to her. But it's so funny because God also told me that in the way that you navigate in the church is not the way that you need to navigate in corporate. Mm, Like it's, it's completely different. Um, so what was, how long have you been in corporate? Since October, 2019. So this October would make, Three years. Okay. So yeah. what would you say if you could give three lessons, mm-hmm. three key skills or lessons that Holy Spirit has taught you in corporate, what would they be? 
Um, Lesson number one is that no matter how many times you are corrected, you are not incompetent. Like my God, the correction of man does not determine your ability, your worth or what you're capable of doing. That's really good. Um, Number two. I would say hmm, you are more than you like your identity is also not in your job. Like mm. as a believer, the job is just the vessel that God is going to use for you to fund your lifestyle and to fund what he wants to do through you in the kingdom. But like that is not like who you should base your entire being around. Mm-hmm. So do not tie yourself to your job because at any moment God can change the vessel, you know? So wow, then that's good. I think the third thing would be just, and it's funny cause they always say this in the workplace, but when I say this, I come from the kingdom perspective. When I say bring your authentic self, I mean, bring your Christ self, like don't mm. be afraid because every, in this era, everybody's bringing who they want to be. People are not ashamed of cursing. People are not ashamed of talking sexual talk. People are not ashamed of doing that. So if you you bring your Christ self to the workplace means like you are bold. Not saying like go preach the gospel to everybody in the office. But yeah. like if you say I don't want to engage in this conversation because it's like if it violates my faith. Or I don't want to participate in this because it's okay to add because of who I am in Christ. Or because of my faith. Because that's the truth. Yeah. So. That'll be, those will be the top three key things. I think an additional thing that came to mind as I was saying the last thing was um, don't feel um, intimidated by other coworkers or people above you mm. because nine times out of ten, everybody's just pretending like they know what they're doing. Like a lot of times if you question and ask people for certain things, I learned that I am I'm a senior consultant. And in the way the hierarchy goes at my company, it's like the analysts are entry level then you have consultants, then you have senior consultant, then it goes manager, senior manager, and then partner. I'm a senior consultant and I have a senior manager. So she's two levels above me. And for the longest time, this lady really used to intimidate me. Like she would always ask me questions and things that I couldn't answer. And I was just like, God, why do like, anytime I saw that I had a meeting with her on my calendar, I would get so nervous because I'm like, this lady about to ask me all these questions and tell me stuff and make me feel like I don't know anything. But then one day we had a meeting and it was almost as if like the Lord sharpened my spiritual ears. And I was hearing right through all of the fluff and puff that this lady was saying. And I'm like, wait a minute. I said, gosh, she's faking. I'm like, all this information she's saying is vague, empty, and has no substance. So then when she would tell me to do stuff, God said, start asking her questions back. So I started asking her questions back, and guess what? Everything She'd be like, well, I don't really know, but I think you can find it here. Oh, well, I'm not really sure. So the whole time you were sending me on these wild goose run chases, around. the run around, telling me all these big fancy the words. Listen, so you could like sound... Like you're doing something. But then when I started to pick and poke at what you were saying, there was no substance there. There was no value. So you were just pretending this whole time. Like a lot of other people. And God was like, a lot of them do that. A lot of them do that. And I'm like, well, it it helped me because for so long, I just used to feel like I was this like, why can't I understand this? Like you were dumb, slow. Felt felt dumb and slow. And I'm like, I don't like this because no one would call you dumb and slow. But you also had, I've learned to like discern like types of spirits in like the corporate space. Very much so. And there's like this spirit that just makes you feel so incompetent. Very much so, Like 
And there's people that make themselves available for the enemy to use to carry that yeah. out against you. But then, like, all they got to do is plant the seed. And then once yeah. correction comes, it'll play itself over yep, and over. Yep. And I'm like, you know what? No, because this is not who God says I am. And who God says I am doesn't change when I clock in for work. Mm. So there's no reason why I should be experiencing this now. So when God was like, listen, a lot of them don't know what they're doing. A mm. lot of them are faking the funk. And I don't mean to, like, tie race into it. But the way I saw it was, like, because corporate is usually, like, the face of corporate is typically, like, a Caucasian male or female. It's, mm. like, me now being, like, an African female. It's, mm. like, I see myself that also tried to impress itself on me, you know, mm. like, oh, because this, this, uh, my skin color and my ethnicity and my background, it automatically puts me at this level. But God had to like come for that mindset. Mm -hmm. like, I can put you at the same playing field, if not past them, if I wanted to, I'm only at this level because of what he wants to teach me. Yeah. Not because like my personal qualifications is mm. of this low standard. Yeah. So it's a it's definitely a mentality thing i'll say that so that's my last key a mentality yeah. thing don't let them don't let people feel like they're more than you or they're better yeah. than you and that you don't measure up because a lot of people are just acting yeah. like they know out here when they really don't listen you could talk as much as you want this is this listen. is your this, <laughs> this is your episode i oh, love God. this i really love this because mm -hmm. so would you say that your your mentality shift shifted your ability to deliver quality work Yes, it made me so much more confident mm -hmm. because I realized in corporate, people also listen to you. You could be flat out wrong, but if you're confident about the wrong, they'll still respect you. And that's the thing, that culture, it tries to make you so, it tries to break you and make you submissive and turn you into a yes man. But then you can, I, I could be someone who did, who may not deliver like the best work, but if I'm sure about it and I deliver it with confidence and I'm like, I come with that, you know, can't nobody tell me nothing versus someone who may have delivered the accurate work, but they show up squeamish and they're very like timid and they're very afraid. At the end of the day, there is people behind these businesses. There's people and humanity. God is teaching me to tap into the humanity of the people in these places yeah. because it, they don't care. They care, but they don't really care. It's not really about the work. Work is really about relationships that you make. Yeah. So, and that's why people do the whole networking thing because mm -hmm. it's like the types of people you know is how you escalate. And I'm not, God is not teaching me to network for the sake of escalation because he gets promotion, yeah. but more so networking because when you get into the hearts of man, that's where you're able to now be effective for whatever God wants to do. Yeah. So for me, it wasn't really about like, I mean, obviously like I want to be promoted. Like, yes, that's a good thing. But promotion isn't my goal with what I do. So when I now produce work, when I now give presentations and speak and stuff like that, I'm, it's weird because in that moment, just me talking and because God speaks through me, it's captivating their hearts. So even if what I'm presenting may not be a hundred percent accurate, but like, yeah, but girl, it's something about you. It's okay though. We'll work on that. You know, we can fix that up. We yeah. understand that. And we'll, meanwhile, somebody over here presented top to bottom, clean, perfect. And it's exactly what they wanted. They're like, Hmm. Thank you. And we'll stuff like this it. has happened to you. You know, it's very interesting because my my boss, she told me that like she her <laughs> her giving me or her not giving me. I'm sorry. God did it. He just mm -hmm. used her. But she said she was just drawn to me because mm -hmm. she simply just liked the way that I was. Yeah. And yeah. I was just that's so interesting mm -hmm. how things like that can work. I love how you said that with your mentality shift, you became more confident at work. Yeah. Um, because I think it's your mind that needs to shift first yeah. before your actions do. And I think that correlates with our walk with Christ. 
Yes, because that's a verse. It, yeah, because mm. our mind has to make the decision or it has to be in a specific place. And then it affects our actions yeah. and what we desire to do. Um, definitely for me, I can relate a lot with what you're saying as somebody who started uh, about like two, three months ago. How long have you been, you said? About three years now. Yeah, so yeah. you've basically been in like way way longer than i have and so i could definitely attest to what you're saying yeah. i think for me i've definitely had to pray mm, um yeah. at the office where yeah. i've had to go to my desk or even in a bathroom mm-hmm. like a, a private bathroom and just pray and say god i'm not dumb mm, i'm not yes. slow Come i'm to- not stupid yeah i am your son and i have the mind of christ yeah and i i realized that as well as you were talking about the humanity they don't know no better. They, hmm. So I've learned as well not to be offended mm. by people who I can't expect anything better from. Mm-hmm. So recently, uh, one of the situations occurred at work is that we actually ended up having to work over the weekend for a little bit because we had a very, very, I told you about this. We yeah. had a we had a deliverable and it had a lot of work. And so personally for me, there were just some things that I was just learning how to do. I'm a telecommunications design engineer, so... I do a lot of things on AutoCAD, and for those of y'all who don't know that, it's basically just a program where you can design floor plans and you can do forms of architecture and things of that nature. So you're, I'm learning a whole new application that I've never touched before in my life. And so I remember my boss got very, very frustrated with me, and I could feel, like you said, that spirit of anxiety. Yeah. Because one thing I know, especially about corporate, and this is what I know for a fact, folks be getting angry and they get upset. But if I really pick at the root of it, you're anxious. Mm. You're fearful. Yeah. Because yeah. if this doesn't get done, you're afraid of what you'll look like. Yes. You're you're afraid of what will happen to you. The repercussions. And yeah. so my thing is, I'm not succumbing to that. Mm-hmm. And so she got frustrated. And I even said in my mind, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to let you go there, but I'm not going with you. Mm. I'm going to stay here. That's good. I'm going to stay in the place of peace. Because I realized, just as you said that God is my provider through this job and I refuse to allow this entire job to affect my state of mind. Yes. I just refuse to do that. Mm -hmm. And I think what you're saying is so important because what this does is this is how God can initiate revival in the corporate place Mm. because it shifts the culture. Yes. So when people who are anxious in my office, see, because one of the coworkers that I told you that I ministered to, she began to tell me, you just seem so chill. Wow. You just seem so unbothered by like everything. You just don't seem like stressed. Wow. And I'm doing still a lot of work. You know, mm-hmm. we, her and I have the same position at work. Mm-hmm. She's been there a year. But what I'm saying is she'll say, yeah, I just noticed that you're so chill. Like I noticed that you don't seem bothered or frustrated and I that was a door and I actually found out that she um she's she's one of the people that I was putting on my Instagram story she's had dreams of demons and all this other stuff and churches and things like that and she goes to a bible study consistently and things Mm -hmm. of that nature and so we end up having a lot of conversations and I was able to minister to her the heart of God and it had a major effect but like I said she she we as people in corporate you know, who truly follow Jesus, we have the ability to pull people into our realm. Yes. So simple conversations where we will say to people, because what I told her is when I began to minister to her, I told her, I said, it feels like 
there, there, I felt the presence of God. That's what I told her. I told mm. her I felt a strong presence of God. She said after I began to minister to her, she felt different like all week. Like, and she didn't realize there were things that she was telling me that occurred in her life. And I had to like, this is where when you have the conversations, the defining moments are very important. Yeah. So she would tell me how certain things she was not able to do for cause some reason she just didn't feel comfortable doing it. And that was my time to say, Hey, that was the Holy spirit convicting mm, you. That's good. That was the Holy spirit convicting you. Or when she said, you know, it's very interesting ever since I spoke to you, there's been a level of comfort or I've just felt better. And I'm like, that's the presence of God, oh, baby. That's so good. That, that's, that's the presence of God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You. And so I think it's important because especially with, where we work in corporate, there are so many things that are subjective and undefined. Yes. So if we're going to push the kingdom of God, we have to take every initiative and chance that we can, that when the door is open, we use the defining moment to mm -hmm. say, Jesus is the source of this. Yeah. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob is the one that initiated what is inside of me trickling into you, right? Yeah. So my question is this. This is, a, this is a scenario. This is mm -hmm. not necessarily me, but let's just say I'm somebody randomly on the street and I ask you a question. Valerie, my boss is crazy, but I love Jesus. What should I do? Oof. <laughs> um, so spiritually, my mind always goes to the spiritual aspect first. Mm, that's um, good. Firstly, praying. Praying to guard yourself first and foremost because a lot of the quote unquote crazy bosses are typically just demonized people mm. like releasing themselves however they see fit. So my mind always goes to like prayer first, like Lord guard my heart and my mind so that I'm not affected by like their craziness. Mm. And then I would say, uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, pray for them, but tactically, what does that look like to me? Until I know that I'm strong enough to be around you without being affected by your demonic craziness, I'll be like, Lord, let me have the space. Like, if I don't need to be in your in this person's presence, let, allow me to just do what I need to do and get away. And, like, show up. Here's the report. Here's the this. Here's the that. And get away. And not because the workplace tries to, in, like, um, encourage this family culture. They're always like, oh, we're a family. We're a team. We do all this together. We hang out together. Absolutely not. I have a family of my own. Thank you, the body of Christ. That I don't so need real. to bring you, unless God is doing it for salvation's sake, I don't need to add you to my atmosphere if you already got your own toxic atmosphere. That is so good. So doing the least that I need to do with meeting the standard for this person and then just dipping. Like, mm. yeah, <laughs> that's what I would say. Yeah. I would also say as well, pray for them. Yeah. Because yeah. like they, child, just yeah. as Valerie was saying, these people are demonized. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's so funny that the Bible talks about how the oil flows from the head down. Yeah. And so I'm thinking about like the structure of the kingdom or especially yeah. like the structure of the church and how Satan would try to emulate that in a demonic way, but he'll do mm. it in corporate. Yes. So for example, let's just say like if your leader, for example, for us, our leader is a prophet and he's an apostle. Mm -hmm. Therefore, as us being under his leadership, our prophetic anointing, our apostolic anointing yeah. is going to increase because mm -hmm. it's the anointing trickles from the head down. Yeah. But what Satan will try to do is he'll try to copy that in the workplace. So the leader yeah. of the group or the team that you are a part of, and I'm watching this happen, mm -hmm. the leader of the group or the team that you are part of, if they deal with anxiety, 
if they deal with fear, if they deal with suicide, if they deal with um, immorality or if they're very anxious or if they curse a lot, you Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? If they have burst out of wrath, these are things that through the enemy, they like the enemy will try to get them to impart that into you. Yeah. Because it's like you are responding now with their emotions, with the spirit that is inside of them. And it's like it can weigh in on you. Yep. And so now you have to be intentional to combat that. Yes. And say, Father, regardless of how they act, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? They, regardless of how they act, I'm not going to succumb to that. Yeah. And I've noticed as well, I've said, I've said this all the time. Uh, even when I pray, I say, Lord, you are the God of blank which is my company name right Mm -hmm. i won't say that but i won't say the company name but i'm just saying you are the god of such and such incorporated like you are the god of this and they have to succumb and i love how you said that you can ask god for space and he'll grant it because that's happened to me Mm -hmm. already Mm -hmm. you know um and i've realized as well there have been moments where god has shown me that there has been that his authority reigns Mm -hmm. in this um in in this place so for example i don't know if you saw my testimony but basically my uh i was doing some drawings for floor plans on my laptop and they weren't there anymore like they were shut down i don't know what happened to it i couldn't open the drawings it didn't say that they were saved and so i asked one of the co-workers and they basically told me like you know such and such is gonna be really upset with you you're gonna have to figure it out like ah, da, 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 da. and so all in all in my head this is an in, this is an example where the enemy is trying to use demonic impartation Mm -hmm. to flood my mind and to get me anxious and scared for my future yeah, because of what just happened. Mm. So what I did was I called on Jesus and I sat there at that laptop and I I said mentally in my head, because the Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I said, in the name of Jesus, I feel the Holy Ghost now, (laughs) in the name of Jesus, recover my drawings. My drawings were recovered. Period. I refreshed I refreshed the application. My drawings were recovered, each and every one of them. Wow. And and I remember I testified. And ever since that day, my faith skyrocketed. Mm. Um, it skyrocketed so heavy because I just said, Lord, you are you you are God. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and I think in these kind of situations, because we're not in a church, yeah, and because we're not in places where people believe in him and acknowledge him for who he truly is, it'll, it puts him on the spot to prove yeah. that he's God more and more. You know what I yeah. mean? I love that. I love that. That's so powerful. And I had an encounter, something similar to that, not too long ago. Um, I felt led to fast. But the day I was fasting, there was some meetings that was in the way of the prayer times that I had. Oh, So, wow. like, I was torn between the two but it, something kind of dropped in my mind like wait a minute girl like god is sovereign like you don't bow to the meetings the meetings bow to god so i prayed i said lord i want to pray at this time cancel this meeting please the meeting so the meeting was at one o'clock the meeting was at one o'clock and then um i remember the meeting the cancellation never came through but i didn't get upset you know like the meeting we all joined the meeting but the key stakeholder that we wanted to meet with did not join he did not join. And then it was 103. They were like, oh, he doesn't seem to be online. I guess we can go ahead and cancel the meeting. I said, period, in the name of Jesus. Done. Wow. And then the meeting was canceled, and I was able to pray my little heart away. So when God did that, though, I was just like, God, you really are like, 
lord over you this are company. Lord over you know all. what I'm saying? Like it hmm, that boosted my faith too. Now I'm not gonna be irresponsible and just have them shut meeting down left and right because I don't feel like joining. Yeah. But because it was for kingdom's sake, kingdom yeah. purpose, so it was you like God, and seek I need to pray concerning this. Yeah. And he did so. So yeah, I resonate that, with that. That is powerful. Yeah. Um, I think you said something earlier that I wanted to go into, but mm-hmm. it's okay. Um, we'll just, if it comes back to me, then I'll ask again. Yeah. That's a powerful testimony though. Yeah. I think like something that I heard as well in, in corporate, it really will test your faith. And I heard a sermon and somebody was based, the preacher basically said, if I never had a problem, I couldn't know, I wouldn't know God could solve it. That's true. You know what I'm wow, saying? Like I wouldn't I wouldn't know that his lordship was so evident yeah. if it wasn't tested. Yeah. I also learned as well, and you tell me how you feel about this. Mm-hmm. I've learned not to take threats seriously at all. Oh yeah. Um I've learned that there have been times where people will, you know, get frustrated and say things. Doesn't mean it's appropriate, mm-hmm. but I've learned not to respond to that. Yeah. Has there been a situation for you where you've encountered something like that? Yeah. So my company, during the time of the whole vaccine thing, they were talking about um, either laying people off. They were just they were just releasing oh, wow. all kinds of threats if you did not get vaccinated. And I, the choice I made was not in alignment with their policy. Mm-hmm. But I remembered I, I did started feeling a little fearful. But then I was like, wait a minute, God, you are the one who gave me this job and only you can take it away. So when I started praying, I said, Lord, like, (laughs) don't let them dictate my destiny. Like, if you're closing this window, then that's fine. But if they're trying to close it, then that's illegal because they do not have authority. You do. So then I prayed that. And then the... um, Okay, God, you have the authority, not them. So then they would always send emails every month. I would get meeting um me, uh, messages from managers and all that stuff like, Valerie, you're not up to standard. You're not up to the company's policy about the status. You're not. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? And I remember I would tell them like, well... I'm still figuring it out or I'm thinking about it. Like basically leave me alone while God works on the throne Mm -hmm. and then come find out July, the company finally lifted the vaccination status requirement. And guess who still had their job? Me. Guess who actually got promoted? Me. So like for them to try and threaten me that I was going to lose my job or that I wasn't just all these kind of threats of you won't be able to enter this building. You won't be able to do this and you won't be able to do that. That's fine because I didn't want to come in anyways. But then the fact that my project also didn't require me to come in also allowed me to stay stay on the project. So it's like there that was a season I was getting just threat threatening emails left and right about my status and this and that. And I'm like, Lord, uh. It's kind of heavy on this side. Can you come through, please? And he sure did because now, like, they don't even care about that stuff no more. I'm actually going in in a couple of weeks. So it's like the threats held no – the threats were empty, basically, mm. because God stepped on the scene. So. And when this happened, were you just hired or you've been in it – you were in it for a while? I was in it for, I think, about a year and a half now. It was about a year and a half I had been in it. So, yeah. Okay. So when you first started – did you receive any like threats or any form of anxiety in regards to losing your job? Um, not, hmm, not exactly. There were moments where like, um, we had a very difficult client and she was very rude. She was actually really, really rude. Mm. And sometimes she would say stuff to me that I would look at my team. Like y'all don't say nothing back to her. Like y'all just let her talk to us like this. And they're like, well, we just, we understand that's just how the client is and this and that. And then the only time I would feel like threatened 
to lose my job was when I would want to say something back. Mm. Like, for example, I was showing the client like this deliverable we worked on and me and her were doing the review together. Mm -hmm. This lady was like, you should probably take some business writing classes to like improve your writing and this and that. I wasn't, I wanted to say, I ain't going to say what I wanted to say, but the fact that I didn't even feel encouraged to defend myself because the work culture promotes like, you know, well, the indirectly they'll tell you to you know the client shouldn't do this and you have rights yeah. but that's not how they act that's they, not how they act yeah, at all. they'd be like the client is right let them do yeah. whatever so when she said that i hated the fact that i didn't feel motivated to push back because it's not even like i was gonna push back and insult her i was just gonna push back and be like i don't like what you said to me i feel like that was disrespectful and for your information i took a business writing class mm -hmm. but i couldn't even say that because i felt like that wouldn't have been if she had reported back to like our partners like oh you have this consultant that's really rude and she that oh because i stood up for myself i would have felt like it would have been them against me rather than them supporting me that is so, so interesting that definitely happened in the earlier um years of my career wow you know i think really when situations like this occur it's so important for us to lean into god because i remember mm -hmm. a situation occurred last week last week y'all where the holy ghost had to shut my mouth Oof. and it's not like i something was said to me mm -hmm. and i wanted to speak back <laughs> i wanted to prophesy <laughs> and say what thus saith the lord yeah. and there were times where um just like you said you didn't feel i didn't feel the need to defend myself but also as well i've learned that God will defend me. Mm, that's good. And yeah. I don't know what's happening because sometimes when people act a certain way in work, I told my I told my coworker this. I said, regardless of how professional we are, we can see your humanity. Yes. And what's mm -hmm. going on in your personal life trickles into the workplace, regardless of how much you want to hide it or not. Is if if somebody's observant, we can easily spot you mm -hmm. and tell like if you're tripping or if something is out, something outside of your life is trickling into the workplace. And so I've learned as well um, to, this kind of sounds weird, but like to kind of have mercy on people. Mm. Um, Cause it's like, you don't know what you're doing. That's true. And as I said earlier, I can't expect anything from you if you don't know, but however, I'm not going with you to the places emotionally where yeah. you want to go. But at the same time, like, I'm not going to get offended. Um, I'm not going to allow it to hold weight. And I think as well, there's, yeah, I, I will say personally, so far in my journey, you really got to rebuke that spirit of fear, man. You sure, you sure you do. You have to rebuke that spirit because yep. if you, it's literally happened where sometimes if my boss calls me, like there, there will be moments where like I would literally like shake like mm. physically like I could feel my arm shaking yeah or I could feel like butterflies in my chest mm -hmm. and in my mind I'm just like I rebuke this yeah in Jesus name yeah this will not be my life yep. my, my heart will not drop every time they get a call on teams I'm not doing that like mm -hmm. and so I I just say if this is if this is a moment where I need to get corrected or if this is a moment where I made an error that's fine God be praised yep. you know because you're with me and just as you said God gave me, God gave it to me. Mm -hmm. Job said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. So if this is something that God truly opened the door to me, then, you know, he'll do it. And I didn't go into this before, but I guess I'll say this for me personally, when I went to A&T, 
um, when I was graduating, I didn't have a job. Yeah. Like I didn't have any. Did Did you know that? Like straight out of A and D. Yeah, I didn't have an offer. Like I didn't have anything lined up. I think I knew that. Yeah. 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 So when I gradu when I graduated, Valerie came down to North Carolina to celebrate my uh, graduation party mm-hmm. with some of my other <laughs> friends from Virginia. Appreciate y'all. Um, but when I graduated, I didn't have a job offer or anything like that. Um, but the company that I work for now was reaching out to me and asking me to do interviews. And so I remember, uh, I received an email to schedule an interview. And then I think before that, when I received the email the night before I had a dream that I got hired at the company. Mm. So right after that dream, I woke up to an email asking me if I wanted to interview after I interviewed. Within two hours, I was told that an offer letter is coming my way. Wow. And this was a week after I graduated. So God did that. Also, as well, the company that I work for is is a construction company, right? Mm -hmm. But what's wild is over a year ago, my, no, last summer, not the summer that passed, but the summer before, my leader, our leader, he prophesied to me telling me, I don't know if you were there, Mm -hmm. he prophesied and told me that a construction company would open up to me. And would hire me mm. out of college. Wow. So when I was on the phone with the, <laughs> this is crazy. Yeah. When I was on the phone with the recruiter or with the manager and she was telling me that it was a construction company, I was like, wow, Lord, you did this. Listen, the and word I, of the Lord is sure. When I say, and so I think as well, when God, and I think this is why it's so important to allow God to open your doors. Yes. Because when it's difficult, and when it's hard, mm-hmm. you have something to hold on to. Mm-hmm. You look like you want to talk. Go ahead and talk. No, that. that's good. Because when you know it's God, then nothing that you face in the journey being there could ever threaten you out of your post. Because mm-hmm. these companies, again, like you said, with the threatenings and just because, you know, sometimes when things get hard, we start to question like, well, God, was this you? Yeah. Maybe I, you know, and to say yes to a wrong opportunity. When you know it's God. Listen, come hella high water. I'm still going to be here until he says it's time to move on. So I don't care how many corrections I got to receive. It may not feel good to my flesh, but I know I'm not getting fired (laughs) until God tells me like, you know, I'm closing this door and like, all right, Lord, then we can roll out. But until then, no manager can threaten me. No coworker can make me feel anxious. I don't even care if the work I'm doing doesn't meet your standard. As long as I'm trying and I'm trying to produce what you're asking. Yeah. All of that, like, it's just... I think the enemy just tries to use that to like make us feel really and cause does. us now to forfeit yeah. what God wants to do yep. in us. And it's like, you know what? No, like you said, I'm not following that narrative. I'm going to stand 10 toes down in the word of God, in the presence of God, knowing that I'm here because he put me here. Yeah. And this is where imposter sh- syndrome also like creeps up on people. Somebody told me that on the phone. No, listen, that stuff is real because they'll make you feel like you shouldn't be here. So or is- like... Oh, go ahead. What is imposter syndrome? Just define that if you don't mind. Um, To what I understand, imposter syndrome is when you feel like you're basically faking it. Like mm. when what I've understood when in, in terms of like the body of Christ and stuff, when God has called you to a place or called you to just a role or anything. And when you try to operate in that, you feel this sense of like. Like, you, this is not me. Like, who mm. am I to be here? I can't yeah. I can't do this. I'm not worthy. I'm not qualified. Mm-hmm. That's imposter syndrome. And it's like in corporate America, I feel that 
not I feel that, but I see it sometimes where it's like people will feel not worthy or they'll Mm. feel like inadequate to be in a role. I remember when I first got promoted, I was feeling imposter syndrome heavy because it was like I started to delegate work to people. And I started to think like, girl, who are you to be telling other people what to do? Like, you know, you still need help and you need this. But I'm like, no. I am a senior consultant. I operate as a senior consultant. God gave me this role, so I'm going to flow in it. And that I just had to really rebuke that stuff because it'll make you feel. And then, and it's such a liar because then you don't realize that you're now leaving things undone and mm. vacant because you're not doing what you're supposed to do because imposter syndrome will tell you you can't do that wow. or you're not called to that you're not supposed to be that and it's like whole time god's like girl if you don't get up there and do what i told you to do yeah you know so you know it's so first things first is i had a conversation with somebody about my situation at work that i told you about mm-hmm. and they said imposter syndrome so i mm. guess that's really a thing that's like really rampant in the corporate yeah. world and then also when you were talking about you saying that you would question yourself saying, Val, who are you to be doing this? The scripture that I thought was Jesus in the wilderness Mm -hmm. when the devil tempted him on the mountain and said, if thou be the son of God, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Like if, if you really are the son of God, you know what I'm saying? Jump off of this mountain and have angels catch you. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Form this stone into bread. If you're really the son of God, you know? And I think the enemy as you said, I think the main, like one of the main scriptures that I can see relating to this situation is, yeah. for we wrestle not. Listen, uh, come on. Against yeah. against flesh and blood, yep. bro. Because I'm not, oh, listen, okay. I'm not saying people in the workplace are all demon possessed. I'm not yeah. saying these are all bad people. Yeah. But what I am saying, fam, is like, when it comes to the things that I have witnessed, the things that me and Valerie have witnessed, yo, like the enemy will really use these people, bro. Mm-hmm. And if you are not spiritually minded, you will. It's crazy because then what the enemy will do. He's so slick. This mm-hmm. snake. What he will do is he will get you mad at the person. Make everything personal. And it's not even on a personal And it's level. not even him. Mm-hmm. Because what you'll do is. Like, let's look at the situation, right? That let's look, let's take both of our situations that happened. We'll start Mm -hmm. with yours. Let's say the situation, right? Where you uh, wanted to pray, but you were fasting and Mm -hmm. all all of the meetings were taking place. Like when you wanted to fast, what you could have done and said, I'm so mad at this manager or I'm so mad at the, why do y'all keep having all these meetings? I'm so annoyed when that could literally have just been the enemy trying to interrupt your fasting and praying time. So then what you did was as you went in the prayer closet and said, I bind this. I'm going to pray and seek the Lord. Father, cancel these meetings. You look up, meetings canceled. Same thing for me with my situation with the drawings when they got deleted and I didn't know where they were at or they weren't loading. Mm -hmm. And I spoke to my manager or I spoke to the coworker and they were telling me how the manager is going to get upset and da 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 I could easily look and be like, oh, I'm so frustrated at this person. Mm -hmm. Why are they like this? Why are they doing that? But then what happened was I simply just called on Jesus because you had to take it into the spirit realm. Yep. And I'm noticing as well, like, these situations, we handled it in the spirit and we yielded results. Yeah. We yielded fruit. Versus if we were frustrated in the flesh, we could end up literally responding to the flesh and it could backtrack us. Yes. It yeah. could put us in a worse position. Mm-hmm. And what's crazy is this. 
the situation was affected without us verbally even interacting with anyone. Lit didn't have to talk to nobody but God. Like, and God worked it out for us. And that's what, I, that's what I'm learning, like, for we really wrestle not against flesh and blood. And it's like, there's a Bible verse that says, like, deep calls on to deep. And the way I heard this one man of God preach at one time, he was like, you have to understand, when you're talking to people, you're not talking to people, you're talking to spirits. Like, mm, it's just they're in the people. Jesus. So what I had to learn is that corporate America... <laughs> is a place that's governed because when you think about principalities and the purpose and what they do and the mindsets they try to put that in people, so good, I'm like corporate America, there's an assignment from hell on corporate America and it trickles down to the little places like what the type of behavior they want people to operate in. Anxiety is the norm in corporate America. It literally is. Fear is the norm. It you're coming is. against like you're entering a place that already has an established mind pattern and people's heart responses on certain things mind it's already established so, so when good. you come in as a believer you're coming against things that i've already like you're coming against the norm not just oh i'm the christian that doesn't curse i'm also the christian that doesn't crumble whenever a manager wants to walk by and ask for like deliverables and things why because i walk in peace yeah. not anxiety yeah. like if you just hear the way people talk it's in the i it's like my ears have been sensitized lately because i'll hear the way people will talk and i'm like Y'all are just so dark inside. Yeah. Like y'all are so it's filled real. with fear. It's y'all real. are filled with anxiety. And I just. It I, make we, me want to cast on devils. <laughs> Listen, it really does. I'm like, y'all just have no hope. for. T- they're they're just such a hopeless people. It's so sad. I'm like, this is, this is how y'all live. This is, this is why y'all look forward to Friday every time. Cause y'all think Friday is your fix. So let's talk about that. <laughs> let's because talk about we, you know what I'm saying? And listen, we're at 52 minutes, but okay. it's a, no, 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 no. Okay. I'm not, I'm just saying like, I'm not rushing or anything, yeah. but let's talk about that mm-hmm. because we, you and I spoke about that. Mm-hmm. I'm not succumbing to this lifestyle that my entire week is going to be hell except Friday. Listen, absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely, absolutely not. not. The Bible says my days are numbered. Yeah, that this is the day that the Lord has made. Mm-hmm. That applies to every day: mm-hmm. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. We're not doing yeah. this. This is not going to be this demonic cycle of us hating Monday and us hating Tuesday and mm-hmm. saying Wednesday's hump day. Oh, we're almost there. We're, we're and almost then Thursday, there. we're just really happy. And then Friday, we're intoxicated because we're just so happy to get out of this office. And I'm just like. And then Sunday night depression because of Because Monday's we have hump- to get up and go to work Absolutely tomorrow. Absolutely not. Absolutely Mm-mm. not. Nope, nope, nope. This uh-uh. will not be my portion. I, I refuse. And when I hear people say stuff like that, mm-hmm. it grieves me because you 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 are not allow you you're not allowing yourself to live yeah but that's the system that's how it's trained that's why like the way god has shown me corporate america was in relation to principalities because that's how it's training them to think mm. that's why they also deal with depression and anxiety yeah. it's just one of those things where it's like how bad is it that the mention of a day makes you sad the simple thing Jesus. the fact that it's monday People are all oh, that Monday stuff. What is it about Monday that got you such in a bind? It's the way this system has trained your mind to view Mondays as a hopeless day, My as a day to be feared. God. Absolutely not. That's why it's like for me, I have to be I try so much to be diligent each morning. Like whenever I feel dread about anything, I switch it to expectation. That's good. So whenever I would see That's like I good. had two meetings on my calendar, I'd be like, oh, my God, I don't want this meeting. I'm like, you know what? No, God, I'm so excited for what you're going to bring forth out of this meeting. I look forward to this meeting and it'll be a good meeting because this stuff is start, your, it's your faith that will command a lot of this stuff. Like, mm. I will not let this thing govern me. I govern it. And that's just wow. the mindset to have because these people, 
if not, it's trained to make you miserable. And yeah. you will not condition me to be miserable you because I'm a part of a different kingdom. It just won't. Because, like, and yeah. even then, like, the importance of praying on the way to work. That's yeah. If I could say any advice to every Christian in corporate, you need to pray. Yeah. If you pray in tongues, pray in the Holy Ghost yeah. at work. Listen, if they have private bathrooms, I'm telling you right now, I have gone in my bathroom and praised God. Yeah. I literally shouted. <laughs> I turn on praise break music and I have shouted in the bathroom yeah. and I've locked the door. I've prayed in tongues in the bathroom. I've listened to worship music sometimes and have I've literally just sat in my office, you know, with my palms raised up, mm. literally just, you know, just just thanking God yeah. because I'm invi- I'm literally inviting the spirit of God as mm-hmm. to where I go. And I'm like, I don't care if anybody else wants to come with me, but I'm going to shift this atmosphere. Yeah. We will not know. We yeah. will not have this environment where we are all stank and frustrated towards each other or Listen. towards the entire. No, we're not doing that. This is not going to be our norm. Yeah. We're going to have a good week. We're going to be kind to one another. We're going to mm-hmm. be peaceful. And I also notice as well. Even if people are out of order and they speak to you a certain way, your kindness towards them in return will really do something to them. Yeah. The way, even if they're out of order, I'm not saying you shouldn't correct them. You mm-hmm. should if, if it's necessary. And the spirit of God will teach you on how to do that. And he will navigate with you in that. But your your response to the foolishness of other people, it really speaks volume. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes, it does. Ooh, it yes, it, it does. really it really speaks volume. And the thing is, like, as I said in the beginning, people are watching, mm-hmm. especially if they know that you're Christian, mm-hmm. especially if they know that you stand for Jesus. Because specifically in my field, I work in the tech industry. Yeah. So there's, you know, loads of atheists. Mm, so yeah. they say, yeah, no, Jesus isn't real. God isn't real. No, 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 no. Science explains, you know, um, the the cause of humanity and things of that nature and honestly even some of the christian folks you know Mm. they believe in you know new age or guardian angels like one of my coworkers was talking about how they have um uh dreams of dead relatives and stuff like that and listen they don't know that that's demons yeah they don't know that that's demonic and so like certain things occur and i'm just like okay well y'all don't know this so i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna expect y'all to but all in all i know that there's only one source. Mm-hmm. There's only one God and there's only one way to eternal life and it's Jesus Christ. Yeah. And so that's why I was saying in the beginning, it's very important that when those conversations open up, that there's defined like there's defining moments under the leading of the Holy Spirit, of course, because yeah. you don't want to be foolish because you mm-hmm. have to learn how to you have to. And I think it's like what Paul said, being all things to all men. Yes. Because yeah. Paul was basically saying like, OK, I'm going to succumb to the culture so I don't offend you. Yeah. So that I can reach you. Yes. That's but I'm good. not under what you're under. Yeah, that's so good. You yes, know what I'm sir. saying? So mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not scared to be who I am or to hold my beliefs. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to maneuver in a way so that when the door is open to minister to you, you're not offended with me and mm-hmm. you would be willing to listen. Yeah. And then the only offense that you have towards me won't be for cultural reasons, but it will be for faith reasons. Yep. Which are not gonna change. Mm. That's good. Wow. Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. So, yeah. Val, yeah. are there any final statements that you have for my audience? <sighs> any final statements? I, all I can say, man, is Jesus is Lord over, over, over corporate. Like, when the Bible says the kingdoms of this world will become the kingdoms of our Lord my Christ, God. that includes corporate. Corporate, yeah. you will bow to Jesus, and your systems and your people will too. So, yeah. to the believer that's out there in corporate America, stand firm. Like, stand firm firm unmovable unshakable because like 
we stand in a kingdom that's unmovable and unshakable. Yeah. It is the world that gets shaken and crumbled and twisted over and everything. Do not bow. Do not conform. Trust in the Lord and be strong. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Last thing. I want mm-hmm. you to go into something that you said to me. So I was talking to Valerie one time about corporate and she told me to pray for the prosperity of my company. Oh, yeah. Please go into that. Oh, yes. So there's a Bible verse. I think it's in Psalm where it says like, pray for the peace in Jerusalem or something and or pray for the walls or something about praying about Jerusalem's well-being and then it will be well with you as well. Interesting. And God taught me that um, during COVID, um, a lot of companies was going under, a lot of people's businesses was going out. And I remember um, some emails were coming from my company about like the financial well-being. And it just struck my mind like, oh, I should probably make sure my company does good because this is what God is using to fund me right now. Mm-hmm. So the uh, company, you will do well in Jesus name. So I will continuously pray for their financial well-being. And I remember every year they do like a year end report where they talk about how the firm, the firm's financials were, how like each market market did and every time they were like we had record-breaking numbers and we did this and they were able to give people a greater bonus and a greater promotion because the company did so well financially so when i got promoted and i looked at like the salary jump they were like yeah they even did this thing called mid-year promotions where they like promoted people in the middle of the year on top of the promotions at the end of the year, because financially they were just doing so well. I said, yes, Lord, thank you, Jesus, because these rivers will not run dry. So long as I'm here, I don't know everybody wow. else, but, but while I'm here, y'all will do well. And it's, it's been fruitful. It's been effective. So I advise people pray for the well being of your company because you're there and it affects you too. So, you know, pray for the peace of Jerusalem and it'll be well with you. So. That is so powerful. Yeah. I think another thing, last thing. <laughs> I'm just seeing through this entire episode, the power of your words, mm. bro. Life and death is in the power of the yep. tongue. And yep. those who love it will eat of his fruit. Yep. Proverbs 18, 21, bro. Yep. Your words, fam, can do so much and Mm -hmm. honestly like i said in situations or in realms where god is not the center of attention Mm -hmm. when you speak it pulls on him to really prove his lordship that's good it really really does so yes i really hope you guys enjoy this i appreciate you val for being on my podcast i will see you all on the next episode peace What up, y'all? I just want to say that I appreciate each and every person that decided to listen to this latest podcast episode. I hope you were blessed and I hope you enjoyed it. There is definitely more to come. If you have not followed me on Instagram, follow me at Jesse Prada at J-E-S-S-E-P-R-O-D-A. And I will see you all on the next episode. Peace.